Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. The man accused of killing nine people in that historically black church in South Carolina last month was able to buy the gun used in the attack because of a breakdown in the federal gun background check system, according to the FBI. Now, despite having previously admitted to drug possession, Dylan Roof, 21, was allowed to buy the 45 caliber handgun because of mistakes by FBI agents, a failure by local prosecutors to respond to a bureau request for more information about his case and a weakness in federal gun laws. Now, that last part is essential. Quote, James B. Comey said, we are all sick this happened, the FBI director. We wish we could turn back time from this vantage point. Everything seems obvious. The authorities' inability to prevent Mr. Rue from obtaining the weapon highlighted the continuing problems in the background check system. That is intended to keep guns out of the hands of criminals, drug users, and those who are mentally ill. Now, despite new procedures and billions of dollars that have been spent on computer upgrades in the years after September 11th's terrorist attacks, federal authorities still do not have a seamless way of examining Americans' criminal histories that eliminates human error. And we saw human error here. The disclosure also introduced another element of politics into the aftermath of the massacre. That's already led lawmakers in South Carolina to remove the Confederate battle flag that flew outside the statehouse. Republicans and Democrats quickly seized on the background check failure as the latest evidence to back up their views on gun laws. Mr. Roof exploited the three-day waiting time that has allowed thousands of prohibited buyers to legally purchase firearms over the past decades, and some of those weapons were ultimately used in crimes according to court records and government documents. Now, the Department of Justice's Inspector General has been investigating that three-day loophole for some time, according to the FBI director. In an hour-long briefing with reporters, Mr. Comey said the FBI had begun informing the victim's family members about the breakdown, and he also said he had ordered a review of the episode and its findings to be reported to him within 30 days. According to him, Mr. Roof first tried to buy the gun on April 11th from a dealer in West Columbia, South Carolina. The FBI operates the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, received a call from the dealer seeking approval to sell Mr. Roof the weapon. Kudos to the dealer. He did the right thing. The FBI did not give the dealer the authority to proceed with the purchase because the Bureau said it needed to do more investigating of Mr. Roof's criminal history because it showed he had been recently arrested. Now, forgive me, but if you've been recently arrested, 
Aren't they not supposed to give you the gun or no? Because you could have been arrested and then, you know, that the, the charges were dropped, so they needed more evidence. Okay. Under federal law, the FBI has three business days to determine whether there is sufficient evidence to deny a purchase. If the Bureau cannot come up with an answer, the purchaser can return to the dealer on the fourth day and buy that gun. So quite frankly, when people say gun control doesn't work, this may in fact be an example of how we need more gun control because what we have in place doesn't necessarily work. Now, many major gun retailers like Walmart will not sell a weapon if they don't have an answer from the FBI. And I think that ought to be the law all across the board. Because there is fear of public criticism if the gun is used in a crime. The marginal sale of one gun means little to the bottom line of a large dealer. Not the case with smaller gun stores. And that's exactly the type of store Mr. Roof bought his gun at. Two days after Mr. Roof tried to buy the weapon, an examiner at the FBI's National Background Check Center in Clarksburg, West Virginia, began investigating his criminal history. And the examiner found that Mr. Roof had been arrested this year on a felony drug charge, but he was not convicted. Now, the charge alone would not have prevented him from buying the gun under federal law. But evidence that he had been convicted of a felony or was a drug addict, that would have resulted in a denial. So the FBI direct, the FBI investigator continued to investigate his background. In other words, she didn't have the authority to just say no on the information she had. Because he had been arrested in a small part of Columbia, that is Lexington County, not in Rickland County, where most of the city is, the examiner was confused about which police department to call. Sorry, call both. She ultimately did not find the right department and failed to obtain the police report. Had she gained access to the police report, she would have seen that Mr. Roof had admitted to having been in possession of a controlled substance, and she would have been allowed to by law and would have had to issue a denial, and the gun dealer would not have been able to give and sell Mr. Roof that gun. The examiner did send a request to the Lexington County Prosecutor's Office, which had charged him inquiring about the case, and the prosecutor's office did not respond. So we don't have one ball drop here. We have several. And around the time the three-day waiting period expired, Mr. Roof returned to the store and purchased the gun. Here are a few things. One, FBI screwed up. Absolutely. Two, Lexington County Prosecutor's Office screwed up. Absolutely. But why don't those issuing guns so that they don't have this issue? And quite frankly, I understand you want to sale, but do you want to sale in exchange for nine lives gone? Is this the case here? Do you want that bad mark on your soul and advertising and people knowing the gun came from you? I mean, it's like trying to sell a house where somebody's been murdered in it. It depreciates the value. So why not on the third day call One last time, am I allowed to sell this person the gun because they might come back tomorrow and legally I have to sell it to them? You know what I'm saying? Follow through. Tie the ends in a knot or a bow. Don't leave the loose ends dangling. And then also, why don't we have laws that prevent such? Is three days long enough when you have a bureaucracy in a country with over 350 million people when you have 50 states? And when we have such an increase in gun ownership and such an increase in massacres, not violent crime necessarily. You know, by the way, violent crime is up in many of our major cities. And they're not all gun-free zones. So, basically, Mr. Comey said he spoke with the examiner. 
The examiner had been working in that position for several years. She was heartbroken. Heartbroken doesn't cut it. Sorry, girl. Shortly after the details of the gun purchase were revealed, Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill, gun advocates, gun control advocates, Second Amendment defenders began wading into the matter. Now, we'll hear what some have said, and let's start, quite frankly, with South Carolina Republican Governor Nikki Haley and her response to these findings. Okay, we're going to go to that in just a minute. Uh, We will be back to hear the South Carolina Republican governor's remarks, but let's continue. Here we go. I want to go a little bit to the investigation of the Charles of the of the shooter. Um, We found out that the FBI background check essentially didn't work because some uh, the arrest records of Dylan Roof didn't get into the system in time. Had they gotten in, he might not have been able to purchase that gun. We don't know if he would have found a gun another way, but we know he wouldn't have been able to purchase the gun that he did purchase. When you look at background check laws, and I know this is as much about a federal issue as it is a state issue, and you see this disparity that perhaps more time was going to be needed for law enforcement to get the record into the system, do you think the background check system should be expanded instead of a three-day period, maybe longer? Well, first of all, when we got the um, call from the FBI telling us what had happened, I was literally sick to my stomach. You know, we expect when the feds say they're going to do something, we take them at their word that it's going to get done. And the fact that it didn't get done um, is is terrible. And it's one more thing that these families are going to have to go through that they don't deserve to have to go through. So I think we need to look at the fact that it's not about time. It's about technology. You know, this is something when someone has a charge filed against them, it should go into a database and it should be shown immediately to anyone that's looking at it. So I would be more interested in what went wrong, what sort of, why are they dealing with paperwork and not dealing with technology that they wouldn't have had this. And um, you're convinced this is the feds and not necessarily, uh, not not, not necessarily local, not necessarily Lexington County or anybody else? We were told when the FBI called us, we were told that it was an FBI issue, that it was not a state issue. Well, no, not right. I mean, you know, Lexington County is in the state. So maybe is it a county issue as well? And she is governor over Lexington County. Uh, In addition to the FBI and even the FBI is a federal office. They're working within that state. Um, Now, uh, Republicans and Democrats, like I said, they both all are coming out. You got the NRA and you got gun control advocates. Chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Charles E. Grassley, Republican of Iowa, said the background check mistake should not be used as an excuse to pass tougher gun laws. Why not? He said, quote, it's disastrous that this bureaucratic mistake prevented existing laws from working and blocking an illegal gun sale. The facts undercut attempts to use the tragedy to enact unnecessary gun laws. The American people and especially the victims' families deserve better. And the ranking Democratic member on the committee, Patrick J. Leahy of Vermont, we love him, quote, we simply cannot have such failures in our background check system and people's lives are at stake. Clearly, more oversight is needed. Dan Gross, the head of the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence, has been on the program, said the disclosure underscores the urgency of the message that Charleston families in the Brady campaign took to Capitol Hill this week for Congress to vote on a bill that would provide $400 million to enter the records of prohibited people into the FBI's background check database. By the way, see, that's part of gun control having accurate records and timely turnaround, an accurate timely turnaround. Uh, Dan went on to say Brady background checks have been incredibly effective. They've saved lives by blocking more than 2.4 million gun sales, more than 350 every day to people we all agree should not have them. Domestic abusers, felons, other dangerous people like Mr. Roof. Many of the deadliest shootings of the past decade have highlighted problems in the FBI's background check system. There was at Virginia Tech, 
In 2007, 33 people died, and investigators discovered that that gunman, Xiang Hu Choi, also should, have not, should not have been able to buy a gun because a court had previously declared him to be a danger to himself. Pick up the phone and join me. We're going to talk about it. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543-1. Does having the loophole and background checks that allow Dylan Roof to purchase his gun mean we strengthen background checks or end them? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543-2. Should gun sellers have to wait until a background check on an individual comes through before selling the weapon to them? Should we close the Dylan Roof loophole, in other words? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Nikki Haley, the governor of South Carolina, said she's not interested in fixing gun waiting periods after the failed background check on Dylan Roof. Yet she's interested in having the Confederate flag removed. Doesn't that seem a little backwards, considering the Confederate flag likely would be still flying had it not been for that Charleston shooting? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And if not through a registered firearms dealer, do you still think Roof would have been able to purchase the gun of his choosing through the gun show loophole or through the Internet? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Something you guys don't have here, which was one of my uh, angles that I wouldn't mind having posted. And I believe Dylan Roof would have got a gun another way. Everybody on the right and all you gun owners and gun lovers rubbing that that metal all over your body like to tell me guns don't kill, people do. Dylan Roof was a racist who hated black people, blamed them for his and society's ills, and probably would have killed them even without a gun. I wouldn't disagree. But isn't this one of the issues that we should be addressing if we have comprehensive gun control? Mental illness, background checks, the ease with which guns come in and out of this country and in and out of the hands of Americans who shouldn't have them, and hatred, because you got to hate to pull that trigger. Hey there, happy Monday. This is Leslie Marshall. Now, it's summer, and I know some of you are eating too much. I know some of you are definitely eating the wrong foods. I do that sometimes. And sometimes you're sleeping in the wrong position. Does it ever give you an upset stomach? It honestly does me, and it seems almost every weekend. Experts say that nearly all of us eventually develop some sort of digestive problem, and that's because as we age, our stomachs produce less of the enzymes that are needed to break food down in our gut. So what do I do? When I have that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, I take a gutsy, chewy tablet. Gutsy Chewy is an oral supplement, a digestive supplement, and best of all, it is 100% natural, folks. Gutsy Chewies were invented by my buddy, Dr. Doug Hagihi. He is a gastroenterologist and a dentist, and he blended natural heartburn remedies like papaya, licorice root, and apple cider vinegar, and then he added calcium, magnesium, and xylitol for oral health, too. Now, when you put all of those things together, they boost the body's natural defense against heartburn and reflux. Gutsy Chewies are gluten and lactose-free. They come in citrus and wild berry flavors. So if you are like me, and I get this, that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, don't run to the doctor and get a prescription for that chemical medication. Take Gutsy Chewy. It's all natural. You'll feel better, and it's better for you and your health. Learn more at GutsyProducts.com or pick up the phone and call 855-GO-GUTSY. That's 855-484-8879. The call is free. Check it out, GutsyProducts.com. In this hour, we are talking about the drop of the ball by the FBI, the drop of the ball by a county, all with regard to Dylan Roof, who had admitted 
to uh, drug possession, being able to obtain a gun. Where do you stand on this? Lots of questions. Let's go to your answers. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's start it out with Mark in Dayton, Ohio, Line 5. Hey, Mark, good afternoon. How you doing, Leslie? Good. Um, I'm good. Good. Uh, this is a very sad and tragic story all around. I mean, and what it's led to is even worse. But a couple things. That young man, once he crossed the threshold of wanting to murder, was going to find a gun somehow, some way. I think that was seriously going to happen. But as far as the drop the ball, change the laws, we've got so many laws now that we don't even pay attention to. I'm afraid this may be a case of getting what you wish for. The administration so... We hear that music, Mark. Hang on, buddy. I I, I didn't realize so close to break. Stay with us, sweetie. I'll come right back to you. If you're holding, hang tight. We are back. Some people say end background checks didn't do any good with Dylan Roof, and some people say we have got to even expand them more. Three days is not enough for local gun owner shops and even big places like Walmart uh, to have the authorities at the FBI find out about people, especially when people are pretty transitory. Uh, Let's go back to Mark and Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. Uh, Mark, do you think that background checks should be ended as a result of this tragedy or expanded? Well, absolutely not ended. Expanded because of the world of social media gives the FBI police chances to check more into people than we've ever been able to know about their personal beliefs. If they'd have got on his webpage and seen what he'd done and then added all those things together, they denied him a gun. But here's my concern. What I was saying before the break was, be careful what you wish for. What I could it be that because the government so much wants to control guns, that the people working for them are letting things slide, not checking as hard, not following through because it might trigger a catastrophe. Fast and Furious is a perfect example where the government actually bought guns, had people that legally sell them, told them to illegally to sell them to people without checking so that a gun would end up in the hands of a criminal to prove that our guns are being used by criminals. So it's not that far-fetched. All right, Mark, thank you. As always, good to hear from you there in Dayton. Uh, appreciate the call. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Keep in mind, when we finish with the call, it's your cue. Uh, to call through, and uh, we definitely want to hear from you. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's go next to David in New Mexico, Line 1. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, You know, I I think they need to wait until the FBI uh, completes their check. But uh, I I kind of view this situation from a little bit... uh, different, maybe a little broader perspective. Uh, Dylan Ruth wasn't born with all this hate in his heart. So obviously there's uh, cultural um, influences that are afoot in, in developing this kind of monstrosity. And, um, you know, you see it here in Albuquerque, too, but it's on both sides of the fence. you got uh, $25 million that have been awarded to um, – people from lawsuits, from police shootings. Uh, You've got police uh, shootings by, um, you know, teenagers uh, recently here. You know, really tragic on both sides of the fence. And to me, it it indicates, you know, a real failing in our 
our education system, our cultural system of um, how we relate to each other. And, and one of the things I'd like to mention is this is the home of the atomic bomb here in Albuquerque. And uh, this nation intends on spending over a trillion dollars in the next couple of decades on refurbishing nuclear weapons. Um, so you've got this endemic um, culture of, of deep-seated violence, uh, a willingness to uh, destroy the planet uh, with these kind of weapons. And it, it, uh, I can't help but think it, it goes much further than just the, uh, the gun violence that we're looking at in our society. Okay, uh, very well said. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's it. And, and I agree for... with you about the hatred in the heart. I agree with you. Hatred is a learned behavior. We don't born, you know, we're not born to hate. And, you know, whether right. it was somebody in his household, you know, who was using the N-word, blaming, you know, people of color, specifically African-Americans, uh, what the uh, symbolism of that Confederate flag, you know, flying at the state capitol and uh, lots of places in that state. Um, or, you know, people who, um, you know, when somebody is uh, down and insecure and doesn't have very high self-esteem, they're an easy target, whether it be for ISIS or white supremacist organizations. Uh, so I, I yeah. agree with you. And, you know, we don't talk this. People don't like it. It's a conversation we have to have because it's a problem that we have to fix or at least start to try and mend. Appreciate the call and the comments very much. So thank you. When we finish with a call, your Q2 call through 8886-LESLIE. We go to line two. Oh, Jeff in Ferguson left us. Jeff, give us a call back there in Ferguson, Missouri, 8886-LESLIE. To another Jeff, Jeffrey in Fort Worth, Texas, who is on line two. Um, Jeffrey, talk to us about, you know, there are a lot of people say, but what about our Second Amendment right, you know, to the, the right to keep and to, to bear arms? And, um, you know, you have the NRA coming out. You have a lot of people coming out going, CCC, stricter gun control didn't stop this. You know what? I am so tired of the Second Amendment people whining about their Second Amendment rights. You know, there's a wonderful book on the Second Amendment, the history of the Second Amendment by Michael Waldman, and he goes through the history of, of how the Second Amendment has been used and misused. And it's, it's too long to go into, but, but my point about this is that, you know what, if the government wanted to come and take their guns away, they would have done that a long time ago. Hell, they've got the technology, they've got the F-16s, they have tanks, they have weapons that private citizens will never have, and hopefully, you know, we don't want them to have them. And I just I just think it's folly and a travesty for these people to keep bumping against the Second Amendment every time people want stronger controls on guns. If you're going to be a responsible gun owner, then be responsible. Don't just talk about it. Open yeah. it up. Have a gun. I want to, I would like to see a national gun registry. I would like to see every every serial number that comes off a gun or a firearm in a manufacturer's factory to go to the FBI. I would like to see... Well, what about, what, like what about accountability? I, I mean, for example, there are times when, uh, you know, say I steal your gun because you were not a responsible gun owner. I kill somebody with it. What about holding you liable? Or if the, or or the person selling it at that gun show, since there is no currently a background check in, the, in at, at gun shows, or private dealers. Somebody somebody on Twitter said, "Hey, I bought my gun from a retired cop. You know, and he just goes over his house and bada bing, bada boom. There's no phone call to the FBI or any county prosecutor." I'm for that. I am so for that. You know, in fact, you know, the NRA keeps whining about, you know, the only the only person that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Well, let's go back through some of these murders and mass murderers. Who are these people? They were good guys before they turned into bad guys. So that talk is all nonsense. I would like to know in my neighborhood, 
I would like to know who has an AK-47. I think I have a right to know that. I think that that is just as equal, if not more so, to their, their right of privacy and their Second Amendment rights. This is way out of control, and I think it has to be stopped. All right, thank you. Anything else? Uh, no, no, that covers my rant for today. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you for joining us. I love you guys ranting. That's what it's all about. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx on line three. Michael, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, how are you? Good. You know, I, I got to tell you about um, an argument or a fight I had regarding Dylan Roof on um, one of the Facebook um, group pages. And we were talking about a combination of the Confederate flag and the fact that he shot uh, nine people. And this one right winger is going to turn around and say to me, why am I down being down so much on Dylan Roof. Why the hell do I talk about, and I hate when right-wingers do this, why do I talk about the black person that killed two white NYPD officers in Brooklyn who were just sitting in their vehicles minding their own business? And now she wants to turn around and change the um, change the topic and try to pull the race card on me. And I said, you know what, let's talk about both of them simultaneously. And guess what? Yes, he pulled the trigger, but the thing is that you want to, and she referred to him as a thug. I said, you want to be quick to refer to him as a thug as you do with every person of color, not knowing that the person that pulled the trigger was a mental case and was on a, a revenge mentality because he got sick and tired of um, police officers killing innocent, um, unarmed people of color. But nonetheless, he was a mental case. And had there been um, gun safety reform with proper bank background checks and proper training for everybody, not only would Dylan Roof not have had a gun, but that mental person would not have had a gun. And those two police officers that you were complaining about being killed would still be alive today. So, therefore, what Dylan Roof's situation with the Confederate flag, it's your fault, right, Wing. It's just as much your fault for mental case that got the gun to begin with because you don't you guys don't ever want to have a discussion of gun safety reform you always say oh, oh wait a minute God, michael michael, right. michael 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 I, I you know you know i like you okay and yeah. you wait you, you like to go off and blame the republican party for everything i understand but dylan roof shot these people dylan roof is responsible for shooting these people um i don't blame the fbi for the shooting i do blame the fbi and that local a DA's office uh, for not for dropping the ball, but I also blame our nation and legislators, especially on the right, constantly back uh, more gun control measures. Let's talk about something. That, Let's talk about something. Exactly Michael, wait one minute, please. Let's talk about something that mm-hmm. the NRA constantly says, and those who are gun owners and those on the right, which is guns don't kill, people do. Now, if that's the case, that guns don't kill, then this dropping of the ball shouldn't matter because the person did the killing, and that's Dylan Roof. And this person admitted he killed these people because of the color of their skin. As an African-American, right. because you have shared with me before you're African-American, yeah. how do you change that? You can't mandate people not to hate. You can't legislate peace, can you? You know, you can't legislate peace. You can only encourage it. You can always advocate for it. 
and say how important it is, and then perhaps that would save lives. How would Dylan? How how do you think, though, Michael? Dylan Roof. At what point, or where, or how? Do you stop the future Dylan Roofs of the world from hating and killing, whether it's based on somebody's religion, uh, somebody's socioeconomic status, the color of somebody's bandana or sneakers, you know what I mean? Because you really have to hate to pull that trigger. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You really do have to hate. But what has happened a lot of times, Leslie, that these people that engage in violent actions, they're no longer using the fists. They're using the weapons. They're using the guns. And as you have pointed out, that we are in need of a gross, I shouldn't say gross, but a major mandatory gun safety reform. So, you know, the right way we want to call it gun control, and maybe they got skeletons in their closets. That's why it's so doggone scared of them saying, oh, the government's coming to take my guns. They're going to come take my guns. Well, you know, if you people are more responsible and stop being so godforsaken selfish when it comes to human life, then perhaps you wouldn't have to worry about the government coming to take your guns. And maybe people should lose their guns the same way people lose their cars, that they cannot be so responsible when it comes to human life. Okay. Anything else, Michael? Hello? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I have to say. It's like people got to stop being so doggone selfish. And as I stated, you know, the the mental the mental people are getting hold of the guns, and it's always the NRA and the far right that don't want to do a damn thing about it. I mean, does it have to happen to one of them for them to try to get the picture? Must they learn the hard way? I hope to God not. All right, Michael. Thank you for the call. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. If you're holding, hang tight. I am Leslie Marshall here on the only true democracy and talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. Blue Lou tweets, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall, guns are not the problem nor the flag. It's liberal policies and race baiters like Obama and Sharpton, all Dems. You want to know something? Dylan Roof was a Republican. Barack Obama and Al Sharpton, whether you like them or hate them, did not pull that trigger. And I'm tired of even my own people, you know, like you just heard me call it. This is not the fault of Democrats or Republicans. This is the fault of Dylan Roof and other people like him. We have people out there who have hate. We have people out there who are mentally ill. We have people out there who want to take themselves out and everybody else with them. And that is the problem. The massacres in this country are the, pro- are the problem. And there's a lot of problems within that problem. The ease with which you can access a gun. The lack of funding that is put into programs that need to be expanded and legislation that needs to expand things like those three days. Mark Poulin says 14th Amendment for both issues. Mark, Marvell says um, money in politics and corrupt politicians contribute to the problem. Well, I think corruption contributes to almost every uh, problem. Brad says, wait, what? The problem is guns, not Dylan Roof? So without guns, Dylan would have become a choir boy at Ames? Seriously? <laughs> That's it, folks. He had hatred in his heart. And he hated black people, but if he didn't have a gun, you know, he would have been a good boy. I don't know. I don't know. When asked, despite that it definitely needed to come down, isn't the Confederate flag a distraction from the real problem, which is guns? 
Uh, Donnie says, I don't know. When it came down, it created jobs, lowered crime rate, cured cancer, solved hunger, and brought harmony. Yeah, all that in a few days. Very funny, Donnie D. Very funny, Donnie D. Uh, DV says, Leslie, are you saying that the gun made him do it? Seriously? No, I'm saying hatred made him do it. And guns don't kill people do. But again, you need the gun in the person's hand to pull the trigger and kill. Come on. Let's have some common sense here. Another Mark says, I wanted to say, what if the agent, police, county, and even seller are held liable for crime committed if they fail their jobs? Now, that's very interesting. That is very interesting. I am huge into personal accountability and holding people, entities responsible. You have a gun, your kid gets it and kills another kid, You should, your ass belongs in jail as well. I really believe that. Uh, because you are the irresponsible gun owner. And I'm not even talking about if your kid's a minor. Um, anyway, Mark, another Mark, says, Personal information is none of their business, but seven-day wait with required call from retailer if not notified. I'm with you. I mean, how many – have you ever tried to get anything done with the government, state, or local? And I'm not just talking about taxes. It takes a long time uh, to, to, to move that around. Another says, tweets, uh, Gov's, uh, government blew it. Even you said the South Carolina flag issue doesn't happen if murders um, are down. Governor Haley uh, has both feet wedged in her mouth. Um, Adopt Stray says, no thanks, we don't need more nasty liberals. Okay. That's right. This is not liberals own guns, and there are Republicans who favor gun control, okay? Um, Let me see, let me see, let me see. Another tweet. Psychologically, the longer a person has to think over a crime, the greater chance they back down. Now, that is true, actually. There are studies that have been done on that, and if you have more time to ponder, you'll have more time to think it through. And, you know, have you ever done this, whether it's a friend, your boss— Somebody you're dating, sleeping with, even married to. Have you ever written that letter? Mark, Mark, where's Mark? Marky Mark Grimaldi, my executive producer. Mark, come on the air for a second. Hello. Mark, how many times have you told me to sleep on it and then rethink sending that email? Plenty of times (laughs) that have saved plenty of butts. My butt. (laughs) Yeah. One butt plenty of times. And and, and usually, 99.9% of the time, 99% of the time, I don't, or more, I do not send that email, right? And it's usually always a good thing. Right, good idea, right? You know, and and, and basically, it, it's sort of like counting to 10. Three days isn't long enough to count to 10, folks. 8886 uh, leslie 888-653-7543. Reggie in uh, Decatur, Georgia, on line four. Hey, Reggie, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. How you doing, Leslie? Happy good. Monday. Good. Well, Happy why Monday is, to you. Yeah, why is it that whenever we bring up gun, things about gun control that are gun-related, those on the right, always bring up the Second Amendment, uh, uh, conveniently forgetting the first four words. And as one of your callers, Jess or Jesse from Texas, said, the, uh, they should read that book that he described to them, you know, to, in order to further learn how this Second Amendment truly came into existence, instead of just spouting off about the Second Amendment without the, four, the first four words added to it, a well-regulated militia, the right? The other thing is that, I mean, you know, look, I'm not dissing the Second Amendment, but, you know, it's... <laughs> It's just like, uh, you know, the Bible. We're not in biblical times, and we're not in the time that the Constitution was written. We at the we at the time, um, you know, had oppression and tyranny from a king, and we don't yeah. have that. Right, but I'm saying that they conveniently forget the first four words, not us. I'm, I'm talking about the right here. You know, they just bring up the rest of what it said without adding the first four words to it. When 
whenever you talk about gun control, and we need a whole lot more of it. International background checks and whatnot. And, right. uh, you know, you know, we don't need any more rhetoric from them about about guns because, as, as they always say, uh, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a, is a good guy with a gun. And I'm sure you can so speak and tired of it. That's what a sticky hand that calls and throw it all Yep, very good points, Reggie. Well, thank you. And thank you to my great crew, Marky Mark Grimaldi and Andrew Tomedy. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back tomorrow. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.